good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Great to have you today. Looking forward to spending a little bit of time. As promised, I was going to work through some podcasts on Baptist distinctives and there have been a few intervening events that many of you may be familiar with, but uh, life is uncertain that way. You never know how things are going to fall out and uh, what things will will uh, intervene in uh, your plans. And so it's good for us to remain flexible and say, as the Lord wills and not as we intend. And uh, so it is good to have you. And we're going to spend a little bit of time today looking at a couple distinctives of being Baptist uh, we understood from the last podcast that I talked about this topic that uh, there are fundamentals of the faith, basic truths that must be understood in order for one to be a genuine Christian. These are things that must be upheld, uh, without which you actually cannot be a true, authentic disciple of Christ. And those things ought not be let slip, because if we do so, we do people a disservice by not emphasizing those fundamentals of the Christian faith, like the inspiration and authority of the Bible and Jesus' virgin birth and the eternal deity of Christ, his substitutionary death, his bodily resurrection, his literal return, his ability to save men from sin, uh, the new birth through the regeneration by the Holy Spirit, and things of these nature are, uh, 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 are absolutely indispensable. I talk with people that want to make the the uh, umbrella a lot broader than what the Bible intends on being, and I just think it's essential, not only to prevent us from error, because there are always antichrists and false teachers that rise up within the church and actually are wolves in sheep's clothing. Uh, the Bible warns us about that, so it is essential. Many years ago, the author C.S. Lewis wrote a book entitled Mere Christianity, and a lot of people have latched on to that. And to be sure, a lot of things that he says in there are true that I agree with. Uh, he pictures all of Christianity as being in this long hallway. And as long as you're in the hallway, even though there are doors that lead off that hallway, uh, that in to be in the hallway, you have to hold to those fundamentals of the truth that are uh, at the Council of Nicaea back many, many centuries ago in the 300s was was established as essential beliefs of a Christian person. And uh, while I don't dispute that, there are there is necessary the necessity of being more precise, uh, particularly as the years have gone by, false teaching and error have crept into the church so that there was a need for refining of the doctrine, not to go beyond the scriptures, but to be more specific regarding what the scriptures teach on a particular doctrine. And uh, over the course of the centuries as that has gone by, uh, you have had different movements that might have a uh, uh, differed on minor issues of the faith, and that's what distinguishes many of the denominations today, whether it's on mode of baptism or on eschatology, uh, what one holds to be the the end times and how that unfolds. Uh, and so there are different movements that and that uh, that have uh, been have resulted from that. But I would suggest to you that, again, the fundamentals are essential. And those are what we rally around as Bible-believing people. 
I have many dear friends that are Presbyterians, many friends that are Methodists, uh, and yet they would have a little bit different viewpoint, for instance, on the mode of baptism. Presbyterians more or less poor, uh, Methodists sprinkle, Baptists immerse. Uh, it is a little bit different. So having said all that and prefaced my remarks, let me take the acronym, or excuse me, the acrostic, and we're going to look at the uh, distinctives of what it means to be, what distinct, what distinguishes uh, a Baptist from those other groups that are out there. Uh, these Baptist distinctives really do relate to questions of vital interest today. Um, these things mean something because, well, they are biblical. They're part of God's revealed truth in His Word, and the knowledge of these things is relevant today because um, there are a lot of church to, churches today that are labeled community or non-denominational or Christian or something of that nature. And the title of the church actually leaves a lot of room for ambiguities and misunderstandings. And so den, uh, denominational names are not wrong. They just have to be put in their right perspective. Uh, the name Baptist is understood by these distinctives, and that's what we're looking at today. And, you know, let's be real honest, sometimes you don't even know what a Baptist church is like until you walk into them and examine exactly, you know, what may be on paper in a pamphlet that they have may not be what that particular church holds to. Uh, there are liberal Baptist denominations even today. The Southern Baptist Convention is a very liberal organization, uh, probably not as liberal as the American Baptist Church denomination, which uh, their, their practices are just very, very loose and liberal and, uh, in Bible denying in some cases and instances. And so it's important to understand what it means that traditionally a Baptist has held to. Now we arrive at these through a careful study of the Bible. And that's why these teachings are more precisely called biblical distinctives of Baptists rather than just Baptist distinctives. All right. So I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I just want to make sure we have all things in perspective. And incidentally, uh, the questions don't bother me. If you've got a question about this particular area, please don't hesitate to uh, drop me uh, a letter, a note on uh, on email at pastornason at gmail.com com and be happy to uh, answer whatever question that I can. Well, it's a great heritage that I have as a Baptist. I've always appreciated the shoulders on which I stand because there have been many good men. One of the uh, eight or nine biblical Baptist distinctives would include, number one, the letter B, if we were to take each letter as representing a distinctive, the letter B would stand for biblical authority. Uh, and that means very simply that the Bible is the final authority in everything that we believe and everything that we practice, because the Bible is breathed out by God and bears the absolute authority of God himself. In other words, whatever the Bible affirms, Baptists accept as true. Uh, no human opinion or decree of any kind of church group can override it. Even those churches that may have confessions of faith, uh, and when they're trying to really lay out and articulate their theology of Scripture, they don't carry the Scripture's inherent authority that's built right into it. 
The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, that it's the scriptures that God exhaled, literally, that he breathed out. They alone are the source of everything that we believe and in everything that we do, what we live. Uh, now, that biblical authority is something that must come first because everything else flows from that. Uh, not all not all Baptist groups are going to be uh, the same on this, but I would suggest to you that if they are traditional Baptists, that that's what they're going to hold to, and that is biblical authority, and we take that very seriously. Number two, the letter A is the autonomy of the local church, meaning by that that the local church, a local group of believers, is an independent body accountable to the Lord Jesus Christ, who the Bible describes is the head of the church. There is no hierarchy, there is no bishop, there is no pope, there is no leadership where there is a, a, an accountability of some local group to an organization itself. All human authority for governing the local church resides in that local church itself. Baptists have always been fiercely autonomous in what they do. Uh, Self-governing. My church does not answer to anybody but the believers that reside in that church as members. There's no religious leadership outside that local church that can dictate what that church believes or what that church practices. All right. So that's very important. Um, Often people ask me that I meet that are unfamiliar with Baptist uh, uh, government or uh, uh, hierarchy. They'll ask the question, well, were you sent here to this church? Uh, And I mean, specifically, yes, of course, God did it. But there was no organization that made that kind of arrangement. Uh, A Baptist church can fellowship with other churches. Uh, that have a a same philosophical viewpoint and and biblical understanding. Uh, They may have mutual interests like missionaries, and they want to associate to send missionaries out into the field. But a Baptist church cannot be a member of any other body, per se, uh, than uh, than what they are on their own. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18 stresses this when it notes that he meaning Christ, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Second Corinthians chapter 8 goes on to stress this as well in making the point that each church is self-governing in all that it does. So, Uh, Those two distinctives I just wanted to highlight today with the word Baptist, the first two letters, B meaning biblical authority, and A being the autonomy of the local church. That's a distinctive of Bible-believing, faithful Baptist churches. Well, we're going to look at a couple others in the next podcast, so don't hesitate to listen in, and uh, we're going to spend some time looking at that. Listen, walk with Christ today. Uh, don't let Him down. Don't uh, You want to cultivate the smile of God on your life. Spend your time in devotion and prayer. Love Him, worship Him, praise Him, and give Him all the glory. Walk with Him today, and we'll see you in the next podcast.